something, Mr. Chiver. Sounds like an engine run. Where? What direction? I can't make it out. Seems like it's all around us. Can't you hear it? Right what you mean? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Welcome to a new episode of the Super Powered Fancast. This is Darren. Um, just a quick kind of rundown of where where I've been. Um, just been uh, in my head a little bit too much lately. Just uh, trying to think of new ways and new things I can do to try and innovate the show. And what I've been doing is, unfortunately, I haven't just been doing the show. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get back to doing the weekly show, just kind of talking about the things that I enjoy, talking about the things in geek culture and talking about um, what I have, things that I am looking forward to and hopefully getting some more interviews in with people that I admire and people want to talk to. I've got some uh, feelers out to some people that to some creators that uh, I, I really enjoy and I'm hoping to to hear back from them soon and as soon as i do then you'll hear back but what i'm going to do is i'm going to kind of break um this episode down a little bit and just kind of just kind of go with it i'm just gonna uh go and just talk about the uh the things that have been happening uh lately in the geek culture and in the geek news and and just here we go so in movie news um I'm say probably the biggest story that's out there right now is, of course, uh, Black Panther. I mean, Black Panther just had its uh, world premiere this week. Uh, it still doesn't come out until uh, the 16th, but um, it had its world premiere and everyone was there. All the stars were there and it was, from all accounts, everything I saw was amazing. So it's 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 shaping up to be uh, probably one of the biggest Marvel films ever. Definitely probably one of the biggest films of the year. And that's not, you know, that's not discounting uh, Infinity War coming out in May, but uh, Black Panther looks like it's going to be a great kind of lead-in for that. Now, there's been a lot of of positive buzz about the film, a lot of positive uh, feedback from, from critics and people who have seen who have seen it from the uh, from the premiere, and it looks like it's tracking to be. So the film looks like it's uh, tracking for a one hundred and fifty million dollar opening weekend, and that's a conservative estimate considering everything I've I've heard and seen and read about whole theaters being uh, rented out so that uh, kids and and people can see the film. I'm thinking that um, that number, especially over holiday weekend, might be a little low. But you never know. But of course, with anything uh, positive in geek culture, of course, the negative comes with it. And the negative aspect of uh, the Black Panther premieres, of course, some disgruntled fans who, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not going to paint all DC films fans at the same brush because I'm a DC films fan. So, but I'm going to say just some disgruntled fans who apparently don't like anything Disney, don't like Marvel films, don't like Star Wars, and apparently are under the impression that um, Disney is tanking DC films. 
uh, decided they were going to go ahead and create their own Facebook group to uh, ruin Black Panther's Rotten Tomato score to try and, uh, I guess, tank the film and, frankly, any film that uh, that Disney does. How they think that's going to succeed, I don't know, but, of course, it happens. And uh, it's it's actually been taken care of to an extent to the point where uh, where Facebook actually stepped in and removed the group. So it's, you know an example of Facebook actually taking action for once. I mean, so, I mean, I'm not going to get into it, I'm not gonna, but it, it it's interesting that this is what they finally decide they're going to take some, take action on, but they did. So we'll just kind of leave it at that. Uh, the next part uh, of movie news is you get is um, this week was the first trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, starring Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, and Evangeline Lilly. Now, if you go to superpoweredfancast.com, you can see the trailer uh, for yourself. I think it's amazing. I think it's great. I love I loved the first Ant-Man because it was a comedy and it was also like it was also a heist film, so it didn't take itself too seriously. It looks like this new film, like the new trailer is it's kind of staying with that same theme or it's not necessarily taking itself too seriously, but there are some serious tones to it, especially having to deal with, I guess, Scott's decision to, to help Captain America and what it does as far as exposing, uh, Hank Pym and, uh, and hope and, and having them be on the run. So I'm, I'm interested to see what those repercussions look like, uh, in the film when it comes out because it, it, it looks incredibly interesting. So i uh, definitely um, waiting for, for that movie. Now, Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be like the third Marvel film, a Marvel Studios film to come out this year. So, I mean, you've got, uh, you got Black Panther in, on February 16th. You've got Avengers Infinity War on uh, May 4th. And you've got Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out July 6th. So it's uh, three, it's, yeah, it's three Marvel Studios films uh, leading in for, leading into the heart of the summer. So um, I'm interested. And the last bit of I say probably I say the last bit of movie news uh, I'll do is uh, if again if you go to superpowerfancast.com you can see. Some uh, you can see the 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 first photos of Brie Larson in costume as Captain Marvel. Now, um, Brie Larson is playing uh, Carol Danvers, and she's playing and Jude Law is playing Marvell, who is the the Cree uh, side, who's the original Captain Marvel, and um, Brie Larson's uh, Carol Danvers gets the powers of Captain Marvel. Now there's been controversy, which, you know, of course it's the internet. There's always controversy. There's a uh, controversy about the costume and the fact that the color scheme is different than it is in the comic books. But considering the film takes place in the nineties, I'm absolutely willing to believe that this is the Cree uniform, the original Cree uniform 
which in the comic books, Captain Marvel's original uniform was green. So I'm going to say this is the original Kree uniform and that it's going to evolve. And especially since the concept art that, uh, that I've seen does have the color scheme that we're used to from the modern iteration of Captain Marvel. So I'm willing to just kind of let it be what it is. And I look forward to absolutely seeing the film when it comes out. So, I mean, controversy be damned. It, it's, it's a Marvel studios film. I tend to give it a little bit. Uh, I tend to give it, I tend to put some faith into it just cause I think they're going to make a great product. So just a short aside before we get back into the news, uh, I have started a, an account with, uh, advertise cast. It's a, uh, podcast advertising network. And which means that if you have a product or a, a project that you want to advertise on the podcast, uh, you can go to uh, advertisecast.com and under listings, you can look for super, the, for a super powered fan cast. And I offer a, a, a huge, a huge range of um, perks and advertising spots at, a, at an incredibly reasonable rate. So if you go to advertisecast.com and look up Superpowered Fancast, if you have a product or service that you want advertised on the podcast, I can I will absolutely advertise it both on the Superpowered Fancast podcast itself, but also on superpoweredfancast.com. I can even write up copy, and um, if you provide art, I can go ahead and aggregate your your uh, your goods or services, your product or project. Uh, I can, uh, aggregate it to, um, my social media pages as well to, to spread the, spread the message. So go to advertisecast.com and look for superpowered fancast and, um, advertise with me. So getting back into the news for, as far as the TV news goes, and what's interesting is that I've kind of, uh, a lot of the movie news this week was about uh, was about Marvel Studios films, and a lot of the TV news is kind of about um, it's kind of about uh, DC Comics. So just kind of keeping on the on the theme. But uh, uh, Keenan Lonsdale, who uh, plays Wally West, aka Kid Flash, on the Flash, uh, has joined the cast of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. So recently, um, Legends lost uh, Victor Garber, and uh, I don't remember the other actor's name. I'm sorry for that, but they basically lost the Firestorm character, and they kind of needed a new uh, superpowered character for that team. And let's face it, uh, there really hasn't been much of a, a need for. Wally on the on the Flash, and in, which is a strange thing because with the whole storyline of right now with Barry being in prison, uh, I mean you know spoilers, with Barry being in prison, you would think that this would be the perfect opportunity for uh, Wally West to kind of step up and take over the mantle of uh, of the, the Speedster in in Central City, but. They really haven't used his character that much. So I think probably the best thing for both the character and the actor is for uh, this move to 
Legends of Tomorrow. I think it's going to be work out great for both of them. And I, I kind of look forward to it. I actually want to see uh, Wally step out of the shadow of Barry and become not only his own character, but become part of a team where he's he's needed for his skill set. So I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the next bit of TV news is, I mean I'm I'm a little on the fence about this one because here's the thing. So the executive producers behind Gotham, which I'm sorry to say I don't really watch. Uh, I watched the first season and then I tried to get in the second and then it just it was so kind of plotting and slow moving for me. I just couldn't really get back into it. But and I'm trying like I'll trickle in and watch maybe a couple of episodes and then, you know, it, and I'll drop off and watch other things. But I'm I'm slowly doing my best to catch up. But on that note, the producers behind Gotham are uh, producing a new series for Warner Brothers DC Comics streaming service. And that's that project I've got really mixed feelings about. Okay, one, you've got uh, Sci-Fi Channel doing the Krypton series. So you've got a series about Krypton that does not, that is about Superman, but does not feature Superman at all. Now you've got the producers of Gotham creating a series called Metropolis, which is about Metropolis, which is about the city where uh, Superman lives. And it features as its, as its leads, Lois Lane and Lex Luthor. And you want to know who it doesn't feature? Clark Kent, a.k.a. Superman. So you've got a Metropolis series. you got a Krypton series where there's no Superman. you got a Metropolis series where there's no Superman. I mean, what is the point? See, my problem with... My problem with this entire premise is, is that you basically, from what it sounds like, is that they're taking Lois and Lex and partnering them together to solve supernatural and science-based mysteries like on Fringe. And this is like they're taking Fringe and the X-Files and mashing them together and putting Lois Lane and Lex Luthor as the leads who th- who thought this was a good idea? I, mean, I know who, got, who who thought it was, but it just... If you can explain to me, if you can tell me how this is appealing, if you can tell me how this series in any way, shape, or form would entice, enti- should entice me to watch. In fact, if you could give me the elevator pitch for this series that would make me want to watch it, Please feel free. You can absolutely like email me, um, superpoweredfancast at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at superpoweredfan. But, you know, let me know. You can even go to the Metropolis story on my website, superpoweredfancast.com, and leave a comment. Just kind of let me know. Like, give me the elevator pitch. Tell me, tell me why you think this series is a good idea. And I will absolutely check it out. But I'm, I, I don't hold out hope. I mean, again, you've got not one, but two series coming out that 
are about a specific character in the DC universe, but neither one has that character as a member of its cast. It, it, it makes no sense to me. At the very least, Gotham has Bruce Wayne training to be Batman, or at the very least, taking the first steps towards being Batman. You've got Krypton and Metropolis that are both about... I mean, one is about Superman's family, and one is about Superman's home, but again, neither one of them actually will feature Superman. And even taking that out of the equation, you've got thousands of characters. You've got a deep roster of heroes and villains and anti-heroes to draw from. Why make a series about Metropolis that doesn't feature a hero? If this is a DC Comics streaming service, why am I not seeing DC Comics heroes as part of the series? Like, I'm absolutely on board for the Titans series because it's, it's, you know, they're, they're taking those characters and they're bringing them to life. But you have those characters to draw from. Why not use them? I mean, I, I hate to be... I hate to kind of beat a dead horse on it, but where, why would they not do a Booster Gold series or a Blue Beetle or The Question or one of the thousands of characters that they have that could actually be viable as a as a series? Anyway, just I mean, there's no release date for for Metropolis, but I'm I'm not looking forward to it. If you are, please tell me why. I'm always willing to listen. Anyway, um, the last bit of news is this actually isn't going to be DC related. But um, the final episodes of Star Wars Rebels are coming to Disney XD. And I'm not necessarily looking forward to the end because I really love the series. Now, what I am looking forward to when the series comes back on a Monday, February 19th, uh, besides that being my birthday, um, and when the series comes back, uh, the last few episodes are actually going to feature uh, Ian McDiarmid uh, reprising his role of Emperor Palpatine. So that should be, I mean, that's, that's a really great, um, not only send-off for the series, but a really good, um, just kind of final nod to the fans that the situations and characters and rebels are part of Star Wars canon. Like they are part of the larger story. So that I'm looking forward to. It looks like a, the 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 final trailer, uh, well, final trailer, the trailer for uh, for the upcoming. Uh, last few episodes just looks uh looks amazing uh looks very emotional in fact so i'm i'm looking forward to seeing that so coming back february 19th on disney xd so definitely check it out um finally we're going to get into some comic book news and the first story that i'm really looking forward to talking about is if you if you haven't heard the names uh, Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, uh, 
there there's some amazing writers and they uh they write both uh live action and and they write animation and they write comic books and there's amazing writers like you should check out their uh boom uh boom studios comic uh, limited limited comic book series uh death be damned it's a it's a great story i absolutely loved it i got to uh review each issue and if you go to uh geeks worldwide you can look up my reviews and read what i thought about the series i thought it was amazing i still do i would love to kind of see a sequel even though it's a limited series i'd like to kind of know more about the the characters if not the same kind of situation but with new characters just because it was so well written but um Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, who also coincidentally ha- uh, wrote the the DJ, the Star Wars DJ uh, Most Wanted uh, issue for Marvel Comics. So they wrote the they they wrote the uh, the backstory, the kind of lead up story um, that introduces uh, Benicio del Toro's character from Star Wars: The Last Jedi. So they wrote that story for for Marvel, and it's actually on sale uh, this week. It came out Wednesday, so you should definitely check it out. I uh, I really enjoyed it. I think I gave it a nine point two out of ten because I, it was a really well written story. It was a really interesting character, and I like the fact that I you know got a chance to kind of uh, flesh him out a little bit more. But um, Acker and Blacker. Also wrote a a live show that used to play at uh, Largo at the Coronet in uh, in California, and I the one I always regret that I never got a chance to see it live, but the show was called Thrilling Adventure Hour, and it was a serialized uh, show with um, with with actors, and it was it was like old time radio. It had some amazing actors on it called the uh, called the Work Juice uh, players. So you had uh, people like uh, Mark Gagliardi. Um, you had uh, Paul F. Tompkins, B.G. Phillips, Paget Brewster. Um, you had people like uh, Bradley Whitford uh, on the show. Josh Molina. Um, you had so many, uh, so many, uh, John Hamm, so many amazing, uh, actors, uh, and Neil Patrick Harris, so many uh, amazing actors who, um, were on the show and it was such a great, uh, such a great series that I actually still have the, uh, the, the episodes of the, of the podcast that I, that I downloaded because my favorite, uh, my favorite show, well, yeah, because they they had different shows. So you'd have like characters like Sparks Nevada, um, who was a uh, was a cowboy on Mars. Um, you had Amelia Earhart, uh, uh, which was really funny. But my favorite series was Beyond Belief, and this was um, Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster um, playing Frank and Sadie Doyle. And I love those characters so much because it's like the thin man um, meets a meets like supernatural like the or uh, things like that because they um, they're <laughs> they're unrepentant alcoholics who who see dead people and they're always find a clever way to uh, 
to either get rid of them or help them or but it's and it's incredibly incredibly fun incredibly funny uh show and i would definitely recommend checking it out but in comic book news boom studios has uh has taken over um publishing the thrilling adventure hour comics um they were previously with Image, now they're with uh, Boom Studios, and they're going to be releasing a, uh, I guess you could call it, I guess you could call it a, a collected edition. It's called the Thrilling Adventure Hour Volume 1 Discover Now Edition, and it features uh, Frank and Sadie on the, on the cover. Um, and what's going to be cool about it, um, besides the fact that they're doing, that they're uh, releasing all the original um, comics is that there's going to be new stories uh, coming out uh, featuring um, featuring Beyond Belief and featuring Sparks Nevada and, and those characters. So I'm absolutely looking forward to that. Uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour uh, Volume 1 Discover Now Edition is going to be available for sale in uh, July 2018. Um, digital copies can be purchased uh, from like Comicsology, iBooks, Google Play, and, and the Boom Studios app. But I, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I love, like I said, I love those characters. I love Frank and Sadie Doyle. I would uh, love to interview uh, Paul F. Tompkins uh, for uh, for the podcast, just to kind of talk to him about like uh, podcasting and comedy and and Thrilling Adventure Hour. And I would absolutely love i I would love for the for for there to be new episodes of Beyond Belief and especially new episodes of Thrilling Adventure Hour. Um, and the next bit of comic book news is uh, Justice League, No Justice. And I'm really looking forward to that because if you've heard uh, any of the conversations I've had with uh, the interviews I've had with, with Scott Snyder, um, his latest, well, well, not latest, but his next project uh, is going to be a weekly Justice League comic called No Justice, and it's a it's it's a really interesting premise because what it does is is that you have a Brainiac um, basically splitting the uh, splitting the heroes up and teaming them with villains because there's a new threat that's even uh, that's even worse that they. It's worse than anything that uh, that they've ever faced, so they actually have to go to different planets to protect to protect them and I, I and and save the multiverse. Now, the next time I talk to to Scott Snyder, I'm hoping I can get some uh, get some more details. But it's a really interesting premise, and not only is it an interesting premise, but you got some interesting teams. Like you got the like Batman's team consists of well, Batman of course. Uh, Lex Luthor, Deathstroke, Lobo, and Beast Boy for some reason. So that's that's an interesting lineup. I mean, they are uh, they're not necessarily it's not a it's not a completely unheard of lineup, but they did they get a little bit eclectic after that. So you got Flash has his own team, and his team is going to consist of uh, the Adam, Harley Quinn. Cyborg and Robin, the Damian Wayne Robin. So, 
again, an interesting premise. Now, the one that's that's really strange, and I think mostly because it's, it is kind of popular, it is all aliens, but you got Superman's team, which is going to be uh, Man of Steel himself, uh, Martian Manhunter, um, Starfire from the Teen Titans, but the other two additions you have, you have Sinestro and Starro. Now, why they don't have, why it's Sinestro and not Hal Jordan, I don't know. Why it's not a Green Lantern, but it's but it's Sinestro. It's going to be. Uh, hopefully, it's something that they'll, you know, that they'll explain. Well, they they're going to have to, but uh, but it is a, an an odd choice, and. The last team is going to be Wonder Woman's team. And Wonder Woman's team, it's basically kind of all magic-based. So besides Wonder Woman, you've got Zatanna. You've got uh, Jason Blood, a.k.a. Uh, the Demon Etrigan. You've got uh, Dr. Fate. And you've got Raven. So you've got like all the kind of the, the more magical uh, characters in the DC Universe. Uh, and... Scott Scott Snyder is going to be writing along with uh, Joshua Williamson and James Tiny in the fourth, and they and it launches May 9th and is going to run weekly. And I will definitely be reading every single issue and more and review and probably reviewing them as well. But um, I say the last piece of comic book news and what I'll kind of close out on is. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis, who for the last 17 years has been a staple of uh, Marvel Comics, uh, as you know, well, you may not know, but he has uh, signed a contract with DC Comics. So he now uh, works for DC and he's taking over the Superman titles. So what he's doing is he's starting a limited series called uh, Man of Steel, where he's going to uh, kind of shake up and and reintroduce uh, and kind of reimagine Superman's origin story on Earth. And that's going to be uh, part of his series. And then after that, he's going to be writing both action comics and uh, the Superman comics. So it's going to be... Um, He's, he's basically kind of taking over that world of, uh, of Superman. And then also he's going to be bringing in some of his, bringing in his works, including Powers, which I really enjoyed. And I would love to see how, how that series works at DC. Like, I, I really want to see how, how he, how he translates that series. But, um, other than that, I think that's a great place to kind of end this episode just so I can kind of get it out there and get something done. And I'm going to get back to doing this weekly so I can talk about all the things that are coming because there's a lot. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you. So definitely let me know what you think, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, hit me up um, on email, superpoweredfancast at gmail.com. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at superpoweredfan. And you can absolutely go to my website, superpoweredfancast.com. You can read my articles. You read my reviews, um, my comic book reviews, uh, leave feedback. Uh, let me know uh, things you like, things you don't. Uh, I absolutely respond. And like I said, if you're, uh, if you're a business and you're looking to advertise your 
uh, goods and services, you can go to advertisecast.com and look for Superpowered Fancast. And you can see um, the rates that I offer for um, for advertising on the site and on not only the site, but the podcast and social media and uh, everywhere. I'm, I'm, we're a, it's a it's a growing uh, show. It's it's a growing market. It's a growing website. And a lot of people are are are, are digging our content and I'm enjoying doing it and. I want to thank everyone who's listening. Thank everyone who has been listening. Um, and please uh, write and review the show on iTunes. Give me feedback. I definitely want to know how I'm doing, and I and I absolutely want to know how I can do how I can do better. Um, until next week, this is Darren from Superpowered Fancast signing off and saying I'll see you next week. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks, assemble!